As we start episode 7 here, I was struck with something I had never even thought of until doing the dishes today. I have not put Spencer Preston, Hannah, Arya, or Emily as potential A suspects. Now, six episodes ago, that would be ludicrous. Absolutely out of pocket. I don't know. It's something worth considering. I think it's safe to say things are about to get real wild here. I think we'll leave them out for the moment, but I'm just saying that here to cover my bases when it turns out they've all been (laughs) harassing each other. Boy, that'd be quite a twist. I don't think the show would do that. I just a thought I had for this intro. Continue with me on this investigation as we watch Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. This is episode seven, the homecoming hangover, and I, you know, we've hit episode seven here. I was trying to see if there's any sort of episode title convention, you know, like Friends has the one about blank, and that's how they name all their shows. This seems to be references to movies, at least maybe TV shows too. There's no place like Homecoming. Then the homecoming hangover, and and I noted in my notes right away here, this could have been a two-parter. Like OG fans can tell me if this was originally a two-parter, you know, a special, a special two-hour Pretty Little Liars, because this picks up right where we left off. The three liars are searching for Emily. Arya has a couple great jokes in this episode. She says, "Well, then let's split up together." It's great. She says it with such a straight face. It's very, it's very funny. And then we just cut to Emily. Oh, so Emily's phone dropped. They go in the lab and they see glass and blood. So we smash cut to Toby driving an unconscious Emily to the hospital. We intentionally are not shown what happened between the running and this moment. Looking at her injury on her forehead, and we find out later something with her arm too, it looks like she got bit by a vampire. I mean, if you look really close, there's like three puncture wounds in her head. And also interesting, multiple times here in the first few moments... A few people say, you were attacked by Toby, you know, Toby did this, and she doesn't respond. Okay, so that's unusual. It's unusual that we don't see what happened and why she doesn't correct the record, as you, as one would say. So then we cut to Emily at home. Uh, the liars tell Emily about uh, the Toby Jenna thing. Emily doesn't get their theory. So she says, you know, why is she alive if Toby wanted to kill her and Allison? mom finds out that she didn't go to prom sorry prom homecoming with ben she went with toby seems to be mom is pretty high on ben for some reason so i'm sure we'll find that out at some point in the future or maybe just the fact that she didn't know is upsetting to her toby's apparently on the run apparently he came back that night last night grabbed his motorcycle and took off so i don't know yeah and then this is where they say toby i put wait did toby attack her and we don't see that and I, i'm not sure we would want to but it's uh, it's left very vague i don't know I don't. I mean, we we would consider what happened in the lab an attack, and, and it was pretty aggressive on Toby, which we already admonished him last episode. That was not cool. But I think we're specifically referencing her injuries, and um, I mean, she looked unconscious last night, so it looked pretty severe. Why Toby didn't call nine one one to the school? I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense what happened. So we're missing we're missing some information here. Do like the uh, police officer out front restating the theme of this season and series so far, ma'am. Everybody lies. Oof. We have the author guest star. I believe that's Sarah Shepard, uh, the author of the novels that this whole show is based off of. She's the sub for Mr. Fitz, and Arya is a little taken aback. Uh, we also see that Arya's become the go-between between her parents. Not a great position to be in, no matter the age. Emily won the Corolla. Emily confronts Hannah about how did she know 
about Maya. Hannah finally confesses that A texted her the photo. So now Emily knows this. It took a few episodes for this to come out, so I don't know why. And we get a little more insight into Emily's dilemma. She says, if I say yes to Maya, everything changes. And Hannah's like, well, we'll still love you anyway. And, and Emily's like, have you met my parents? Kind of reinforces what I suspected from the beginning. I'm sure there are concerns about that her parents are not going to be okay with this. Yeah, that's a very valid concern, especially as I'm sure she must know things that we don't about their points of view or maybe their past comments uh, or maybe just general fear. And you can already tell that she doesn't, she didn't tell her mom that she took Toby instead of Ben. So there's a little lack of trust, which I think mom is a little hurt about, but um, I don't know if it's unwarranted. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know a whole lot about their dynamic. We've seen Emily's mom the least, I think. No, I think we've seen, um, I think we've seen the least of Spencer's mother. Of all the mother figures, I think Ari's mom gets probably the most screen time, and then second place would be Hannah. This is pure bullshit. I don't, I don't know this for a fact. So we don't. But I'm just saying we don't know too much about Emily's mother and their relationship. But it seems to be like we're going to get a little bit more of that going forward here because we get a little bit here today in this episode. Alex is on kitchen duty, so Spencer thinks he's blowing her off. So Alex is on kitchen duty. Uh, Spencer Preston is visiting him. She kind of wants to explain what happened the previous night because he did leave homecoming because he heard from Spencer's sister that he was there just to kind of piss off the family. She's trying to make things right. Stephanie is a co-worker who wants her out of there. I wrote Stephanie is A. Now I like giving these uh, smaller guest star rolling roles the burden of being A for the episode. So Stephanie seems like she has the motivation to be A. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not serious about that. Alex does agree, though, for a do-over date, which is, uh, which is promising because um, I think he really does like her. We get a shot of Ezra's apartment. The phone's ringing. I believe Arya's calling him or doing something. And we see a typewriter in the shot. Now this is the cinematographer maybe messing with us, but clearly, if you recall, A's letter to Arya's parents looked typed. Now, this is I realize this is 2010. It is not hard, at least in 2021, for one to print out a Word document that looks extremely similar to the font of a typewriter. That said, I don't think the shot of the typewriter was accidental. It's either a misdirect to make us think fits his A, or a clue that he was behind the letter to Ari's parents. It would make zero sense that he would do that. If he is responsible for that and not Meredith, there is a big piece of information we're missing about him. So I would need, we would need to know that before I would believe that's the course of action. Ari does get some flowers, and right away she thinks, oh, it's Fitz. And her face, when she finds out it's from Sean, is priceless. I mean, there's clearly some frustration and some ew in there, but she's so unhappy. Could not be more disappointed it's from Sean. Ella's going to miss Mike's game, so he's very frustrated with that. And we cut over to Emily, and Jenna arrives with this really strange dog barking shadow as a dog's name. She looks like she's... I don't know, tripping out. And then we have, I mean, we're in episode seven. This is so far my favorite line in the entire show. Granted, I know I'm only, I'm very new to the show. Uh, Jenna brings over some cookies and then she says, they're better with milk. Mom doesn't say anything. And uh, Jenna says, you have milk, don't you? Felt like something out of a black and white movie, like a classic movie line. You have milk, don't you? It was just so perfect. It just made me laugh. I know she was trying to be, She's trying to get mom out of there is what the point of that was. But just it just made me smile. Emily says, you know, we're not going to tell anybody about you and Toby doing the nasty. And Jenna says, secrets have a way of getting out. And this is the first time you see a break in Jenna. Jenna seems to be very steel-faced, very in control at all times. 
with her interactions uh, walking through the school and, and with especially with our liars here she does seem genuinely nervous and very and very scared and, and unsure what if this does get out what that means for her which is uh, interesting vulnerability here she does then reveal that allison visited her when she was in the hospital which we know is august 15th prior to the first of september when allison disappears so p- approximately two weeks before uh, allison disappears she her she and jenna had sort of secret conversation and we don't quite know the details of that yet lucas is obviously crushing on hannah that's not surprised anybody they're doing some sort of reshoots yeah, and there's this little weird, I mean, it looks like just frivolous dialogue, but uh, Hannah says something about Carl, who I presume is a janitor or some sort of housekeeper at the school, about not knowing that they were supposed to be arriving for this photo session. Lucas does a good job of explaining, like, uh, Carl's been drinking or something. Something about that didn't feel truthful. And then we'll get to him a little bit later, too. There's something about this whole thing felt very strange to me. I don't know why. Just something about it. But we do see clearly that the file is still with Hannah in her purse. We got a couple of very specific shots of it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Sean is pissed. And I got to say, Sean, I was kind of on your side for a while. You kind of suck in this episode, to be honest. I know you're not trying to suck, but you do kind of suck. I do enjoy Emily's little extra work of the cookies. Like she gives it a quick look, but she does take a bite. <laughs> she does later on tell someone that she didn't eat them. We totally saw her eat one. Mom does bring in the milk, which I uh, thought was very funny. And then mom takes her phone away from Emily because they're just going to sit in this room quietly and read together, apparently. I think what's going on here, clearly mom is concerned about her daughter's safety. Absolutely. But she's also now... Not suspicious of Emily, but she knows now that Emily's not been truthful with her. So I think there's a little bit of a game happening here between the two of them. I think one of them is hoping someone's honest with each other. Yeah, and I gotta say this whole... We, we hop back to the reshoots, and something is weird going on with Lucas. This whole relight thing, it's uh, played for... He's trying to get under Sean's skin for some reason. I don't know. Something is very odd about this thing that he's doing. He, he's basically drawing out their time in this in this space. I guess it could be torturing Sean... I don't know. I may have skipped over. Did I skip over it? I may have skipped over um, the hand graze. Did that already happen? I possibly... Oh, yeah, I did. I skipped over the hand graze. I apologize. This is one of those moments where you can tell a crush is one-sided. Like, she bar- like he barely brushes her hand on the keyboard. And for him, we get a nice long shot of him taking all that in. Like, that means so much to him. She has, <laughs> she has no idea. She's like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to give you uh, leprosy. So you can tell her heart is still with Sean, uh, but for Lucas, Hannah is an object of his crush. Hopefully he's not part of A because, well, that won't go well if that's turned out to be true. So mom finally confronts Emily about Toby, you know, and Emily says, well, I thought you'd be mad if I told you I was going to uh, homecoming with Toby. Emily's mom is not very receptive of Toby, like, oh yeah, everyone thinks he's weird. And she says a very indicative sentence to her daughter, what will the neighbors think? Just probably the last thing Emily wants to hear as she's struggling with her feelings about Maya because it's clear in this episode that is exactly what she fears about this whole relationship, although she does make a choice later on. We are, we the audience now are clued in for whatever reason. Her parents, again, maybe there's some sort of, there's some sort of history here that she knows how they might react. Emily's mom has already made up her mind about Toby. Who knows what she's going to think about when, when uh, Emily were to tell her mom, yeah, I'm dating, I'm dating this, this girl, Maya. What's mom going to, how, how are their parents going to react? It's like, it's a, it's a valid concern. And I don't know, I think for Emily, and this is me projecting, uh, we get the hint that part of her concern is the parents and probably her friend group and her social status. She doesn't quite know what it means. You know, we got that Samantha Ronson joke. We know later on, Allison, it was infamous for giving someone some sort of nickname to, to kind of 
stick the needle in or stick the knife in and twist it. So Emily is concerned that this is all going to happen, which is why we get that line about things will change. Things will change for good. I know people are being very supportive of her. Like Hannah seems to be very supportive of whatever uh, whatever Emily decides to do or however open she wants to be about her feelings. Uh, but Emily's concerned and I, and I and I support her and understand that. So Arya's dead and Arya have a very honest conversation. He says someone's going to be moving out and that upsets Arya. Uh, he's trying to relieve the burden of their... Of, him and his wife's marital issues, but of course Arya is affected and uh, she's not happy. Back to Emily's house, doorbell rings, giving Emily a chance to uh, grab her phone as her mom runs to go answer it. We don't see who it is. And she's trying to get a hold of the three liars because they are going to go burn the file up for Toby for some reason. Uh, there's a lot of arguing. Hannah's kind of freaking out. She doesn't want, you know, we've seen her in trouble with the law. This would be much worse because they know this file is missing, apparently. The, the police do. The other liars find out that she got in trouble for stealing the glasses. And Arya has a second really good joke line here. Something about, oh, the Gucci glasses I really like. And Spencer's like, hey, get, get back on focus. And Arya still agrees with me that she doesn't, she's like, are you, are we sure Toby is A? Arya and I are on the same page as, as far as that goes. More arguing in Arya's decision is just to grab the folder and toss it into the creek slash creek. Gone away down the river. Right? Oops. I wrote in my notes because Emily, we see a text, missed text. No, sorry, Arya gets the text as they're leaving because uh, she has a great data plan as we've discovered in this previous uh, episodes. Basically says, whatever you do, don't destroy that file. Um, and that, that's exactly what they just did. So that's a problem. Maya gives Emily the cold shoulder. I guess this is the next day, right? Because Emily's back at school because she just needed a day off. I thought she had like some sort of arm brace on. I, I didn't keep track if she still had that on. Maybe that was just a temporary thing. Preston, Spencer, thinks Alex is blowing her off because he says he has to work. She's a little bummed. Yeah, so we get Sarah Shepard, and uh, I did another board check. She's writing about Madame Bovary. Is Emma responsible for her own downfall or a victim of her surroundings is the message on the board, which is interesting. I don't know which character that's necessarily referring to. It doesn't seem it really applies to Arya. Pop back to the hallway. Jenna asks Emily if she has the file. And Emily just says it's gone. And again, you see Jenna legitimately worried. And she says in a very ominous tone, I hope you're not lying to me. So far, I know I've, I've mentioned my Jenna is Allison theory, but I do think this is Jenna because Jenna was crying outside uh, her house when they brought Toby's bike in. Am I jumping ahead? I might be jumping ahead. Oh yeah, so we hop back to uh, Lucas. They're looking at the yearbook photos they took the other day. He seems pretty tech savvy. We get a kind of a nothing scene here, but I interpret it as, oh, look how competent uh, Lucas looks on the computer. I mean, if I were a, if I were Mona and I wanted someone to run my tech support, I'd probably call Lucas. If that is true, I would like to go back to that homecoming scene from the previous episode and look at their interaction, and just just to be sure. Oh yeah, so Spencer shows up, and it turns out Alex was working. We have another uh, local uh, LA improviser cameo here, uh, Mark, who's playing the boss. He makes Preston work. Then he has this really, <laughs> I don't know if this is an improvised line or is in the script, but he's like leaving, he's leaving for the day. He says, don't bother me. I'll be laying in a pile of my own waste. It's said very softly and off camera. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. So Arya friendly confronts Sean. Says basically, hey dude, flowers were inappropriate. You're trying to just say screw you to Hannah. And he admits it. He's trying to make Helen jealous, I guess. And Arya tells him, you know, Hannah's been in love with you for, for years. So you're, you're being stupid. He's like, all right, you're right. And then uh, they see her younger brother, Mike, getting in a fight down the hall. So they run to try to break it up. And he's kind of acting out. Clearly, that's what we're seeing here. 
I did jump ahead. So this is where the Lucas uh, grazing the hand scene was. For some reason, I thought it was earlier, but this is that moment where the he uh, does graze her hand. This scene is significant, not just because of the crush reveal, but Lucas finally gives us a little more insight into when Allison was around. Again, I don't think she's dead. He says, he calls him Allison's coven. And while, you know, his crush on Hannah might influence, might bias his uh, recall of how things used to be, he is very clear that Allison was very cruel to many people. Uh, But he does say that because of his glasses, so glasses he used to wear, that prompted Allison to call him Hermie the Hermaphrodite. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She seemed like a bully. And he does imply that the other four liars that we follow were part of that bullying group. Um, Again, he seems to be letting Hannah off the hook a little bit. And maybe that's fair, maybe not. But now we get a little bit more of a picture here that this might have been the Mean Girls. You know, the four people that we're following... (laughs) They may have a lot of people that they've upset over the years. Again, they don't deserve this type of abuse, Grant. Of course, but they've um, they've been they've been mean, or at least they were associated with uh, someone who is mean. At least to Lucas. Now he claims that there's more people that might be uh, claim, and even Hannah says, "Well, she gave me a nickname too." And he does ask her, "Why were you friends with her?" And she says, "When you got to know her." She can make it feel really special. Let's see. So Spencer, go back to Spencer at the country club, and she finds a locker full of pictures mocking the members. You know, staff probably, you know, doing that. I mean, this is kind of a... She gets a little upset, and she basically leaves. But what I pulled out of the scene is Alex says he claims he's never seen her picture there before. Now, could that have been A? Like, would A would A do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Or Melissa? I don't know. Maybe. Just... It's, it's, it does seem like an excuse by Alex, but he doesn't seem to be lying so far. So it'd be weird for him to lie about that now. But he, maybe he could. Maybe he could be lying. Maybe it's been there. Um, we have Emily and Amaya, and Emily says, you know what? I made a choice. I want to be honest with myself, and she wants to try and make it work with Maya. So she does say that the photos are going to come out, and Maya's like, what, are you going to be embarrassed by those? And Emily's like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let who I am be held over me anymore. Because clearly that was the attempt here. Which is great news for many reasons. Emily in six episodes has already had a, a, a big arc already. Ella and boy, I mean, you know, I really want to know Arya's dad's name, but you know, it didn't happen yet. So Ella and Arya's dad have a meeting about Mike's fight, and they have a kind of a very tense conversation. And then at the end, he says, "I don't want to leave," and then she says, "I don't want you to stay." Oof. Arya goes to Fitz's apartment, kind of, sort of breaks in. That's fine. And then we find out, uh, yes, indeed, Fitz is interviewing at a New York school. At least that's what the voicemail makes it sound like. Oh, yeah, then we get Sean. Sean kind of sucks. I'm sorry in this episode. He doesn't like the turkey video. He tells her to, you know, lower the music. I think this is the first time that Hannah is maybe a little disappointed in this Sean who she's elevated for so long, right? And kind of bums her out a little bit. But we do get a nice music transition because the same song they're listening to in Hannah's house is the same song playing in the kitchen at the country club. Let me be vulnerable here for a moment. I can't tell if this is cheesy or romantic, this little dance they do, Spencer and uh, and Alex, this kitchen dance. But no offense to anyone else on the show, but in this moment, I felt like they have some real on-screen chemistry. Like, I really believe these two are charmed by each other. So it was really nice, nicely done, and I was a little touched. I thought it was, thought it was kind of romantic. Arya's reading a book that makes her very sad because it has a dedication from uh, Fitz inside it with this montage happening. Then Emily is driving back in her brand new Toyota Corolla and she sees Toby's bike is trashed. Crashed 
and Jenna's bawling, so we assume that he's dead, I guess? Mike's not dealing with Arya's parents very well, and again, this is this is the first time the show has truly fooled me, and I, and I applaud them. It does look like Dad's leaving. They, they stage it very well. Uh, but no, Mom decides um, she's going to be the one that leaves. If, he, if he's not going to leave, I guess she's not going to demand him to leave, uh, so she's going to go. Uh, yeah, I put in my notes, is Toby dead? And Spencer's pretty, I gotta say, Spencer's pretty cold about this. I get it. She is, she is convinced Toby is A, and that he assaulted her friend. But as we've discussed, I don't think we have the full picture of what happened because maybe, I might be wrong. I might be terribly wrong. So maybe Spencer's coldness is warranted. But Hannah is like, well, let Emily grieve because, um, you know, she cared about him. And then we get A texting at that exact moment. Thanks for getting Toby out of my way, which throws that into a right, throws that up in the air because it sure doesn't seem like Toby's A at that point. And I've, I've been, I've been kind of aware of this, and now I'm trying to track it. This A signed their texts with two dashes. Thanks for getting Toby out of my way. Dash dash A. And I know for a fact we've had other messages with just a single dash. For a show this exact, I don't think that's a coincidence. Don't think I'm going to go back and rewatch for all those single and double dashes. That would really complicate my many A theory. Again, I don't know why it'd be pure coincidence that A number one and A number two would be harassing high schoolers with the same uh, moniker. Maybe it's maybe it's just like auto signs it with dash A, whatever they're whatever service they're using. Last episode, I I theorized it was Mona with the support staff. The double dash A alone. I kind of now going back to my old theory of different harassers for different liars which is really strange we still need a, a head a i guess but also that message thanks for getting toby out of my way i guess i guess a doesn't have to know that all three of them are there but if we're going off the theory that a is using location services then a would know three phones are in the same spot it seems like a general message meant to creep all of them out at the same time is, is my point as we determined if they do have location services uh a would know that they're all together so let's make this one a little more general let's not harass one or one or the other let's just kind of get everyone creeped out so a good job um not quite sure what that means because getting toby out of my way what does that even what does that even mean getting toby out of my way so does toby know who a is or is and how would toby have been impeding A's mission. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And we saw Jenna crying over Toby in the car wreck because she thought he was, I don't know. I don't know what we thought. So, and we've already determined Jenna's not A. So who, so who or what would Toby be inhibiting? I, I guess we don't know. And of course, the final shot of this episode is someone taking the file out of the river. I'm sure you called it when you first saw it. I'm sure no matter when you watch this, you knew Someone's going to grab that file. Burning was the better choice in hindsight, but hey. I am not convinced the arm that takes it out of the river is A. I know every time we see a gloved hand, we're to assume it's our antagonist, it's our villain. But this could very much be a creepy detective. I mean, we know we're looking for this file. We know the police force are interested in this possibly linked crime. You know, Toby allegedly assaulting Emily. Then he disappears. And now his therapist file is seen missing. So it's not unreasonable to think that if our creepy detective is indeed still tracking them, he would have seen this. And so he grabs it. Yes, I'm not convinced that's A. So, where are we where are we at at this episode? A lot of growth, but a lot of tragedy here. We don't we're missing a lot of information. So, theories are getting a little more tricky, but I'm going to go back to my many A theory, however a little modified. 
I know last time I said Mona was kind of in charge, and then she had Lucas, uh, the fortune teller. <laughs> fortune teller randomly uh, and someone at this Chinese uh, restaurant working for Mona. I, I think I'm going to go back to the Mona, Melissa, Meredith. Gosh, Ren is still so fishy too. I'm sorry. How about this? Mona, Melissa, Meredith, and Ben for some reason are either working in tandem or have some access to a head A to exact revenge on this foursome. Not discounting Lucas's involvement necessarily. He was acting weird with those lights. But that's my theory, is that for some reason something has happened that those four Mona harassing Hannah doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but Mona harassing the other three does. Melissa, we we already know Han- Melissa's basically been a uh publicly. I mean, she tried to break up uh, Spencer and Alex already. So she's already acting like A very openly. Meredith, too. Meredith is not shy about making uh, Ari's parents' marriage uh, more difficult. And lastly, Ben just sucks. And we know Ben's super jealous. Probably going to be quite an issue for Emily going forward. I don't know if we've seen the last of him. So I totally see him releasing those photos and thinking it's going to embarrass her. And uh, Emily took kind of power away from that this episode. is still hiding a lot of her secrets Spencer is, has taken a little bit of power away from some of her secrets. Hannah still has quite a few secrets. And there's one secret that we, the audience, don't know yet. The night of her disappearance. There's, there's something that we don't know about that evening that the four of them have shared and are not telling us, the audience, yet. So what did I take away from this episode? Well, here's what, here's what I'll take away from this episode. Always have milk on you, especially when people give you cookies. But more importantly, secrets do have a way of getting out. And that in the very nature of secrets, which I think is the theme of the show, is that they never stay hidden for long. So A must know this. And so the time limit to hold these things, I mean, we've, we've seen Emily uh, remove the power of one secret in this episode. So A must know this. So there must be a bigger game plan uh, on the horizon. Hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully it's not too bad.